Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking supplements and things like that. I stay away from medicine and drugs and, you know, all the stuff that the doctors and pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. I just don't like it. And I've all the supplements that I've been taking throughout the years, and they're, they were good. They're more on the high end, but nothing compares to the balance of nature, just not even close. Well, because I've been running up this hill for 50 years, when I take something different, I can tell the difference in how I feel running because it's the same path I've run for 50 years, the half a mile uphill, and I'm really pumping when I get to the top, and I can tell the difference if I've had the balance of nature's fruits and veggies or if I haven't. Start your journey. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. The Kate Daly Show, because all opinions matter and George Soros will pay good money for them. The show starts now. The most popular that people stop and ask me is about the Utah Tech University rebrand. Our goal is to be 100% finished by January. Now, having said that, this summer, as I was walking outside the Eccles, I saw a planner that said the Dixie State College of Utah. So that had been about 10 years. So if you see something, report it. Yeah, in your in your colleges, we've. Asked the deans to look at ways in which we can improve uh, image and reputation. Oh my gosh, if you see the name Dixie, report it. Report it fast. How dare Dixie show up on the Dixie campus? How dare it? Hi, Uncle Milton. Hi, I can Hi. hear it now. Yeah? Teacher, teacher. Billy wore a Dixie shirt. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wow, that was uh, Biff Williams, the president over at uh, Dixie State College. Uh, if you see it, report it. I mean, we have to be 100% by January. Can't. 100% removal of the name Dixie. Yeah, if you see it, report it. Report it, okay? Report it. it they yeah. must not mean shirts and stuff. Though. Oh, yeah. Because oh, an yeah. adult can wear any shirt. No, they want. they're not treated like adults. No, 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 oh. no, 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 oh, no. Yeah, I it's see. Uh, Dixie will be removed. It is so offensive to Biff. It's so offensive, well, and he, he wants you to report it in when you um, see it anywhere on campus, even if it's on somebody's old folder they probably got from their mom or dad. Remove it now. That's the message. Well, he identifies as an yeah. African-American from slave ancestors, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, this is why he finds Dixie yeah, yeah. so offensive. I, I yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the today's show. I have George Webb on today. Uncle Milty's joining me for this first hour. Uh, in, ba- in fact, tomorrow night, uh, two red pills, uh, Uncle Milty, myself, Phil Lyman, Willie Billings, Eric Mutsos, will all be speaking at Desert Hills High School tomorrow night. Six o'clock, the door is open. Get your seat. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be exciting. And um, we're going to talk about uh, election integrity and the lack of it in this county. And we're going to um, give you a whole lot of information. Um, 
I also wanted to thank Darren and Sue Cox for putting that event up and, and uh, all the sponsors, Dixie Gun and Fish, Evans Hairstyling, ABC Auto, Garage Doors Only. Um, hope I'm not missing anybody, but uh, the, you know all of those that make these things possible so we can gather because it's that important. Um, that we gather, that you realize how many people are concerned about our elections and how the county commissioners are putting their heads in the sand. A couple of days ago, they wrote a letter. It was a letter to the, um, um, you know, a whole letter to uh, the legislature. Um, we think the elections are fair, but I guess the people don't because they hate us. So can we just make it look like we're pandering for some, some kind of change because we, we want to get reelected and the people hate us because they know that we're ignoring all the evidence. Yeah. So, um, so that was their little attempt right before this event because they knew this event was occurring and um, it's pathetic, but that's kind of how they operate. So look, um, I want to talk about Dixie College uh, today because uh, you, just, you're just, you, just won't be- you just won't believe this. You just won't believe this. Um, their goal is to improve their reputation because they know it's in the tank. And they know that many people around here do not respect them. They they get the lying. The I would call them all the old timers, the people that were raised here that have put money into Dixie State College, who are vested in this community with purpose and understand that they have been lied to about the polling, about the stats that drove the Dixie name out and Utah Tech, whatever it's called, in. yeah. I would love to uh-huh. hear the statistics on the Dixie State University alumni. Yeah. How many of them yeah. have left? Right, right. So that would, be very, that would be very interesting. You're probably not going to see an article about that anywhere in local news because they won't print it. They won't print it. Um, that will be something that you will not hear about at all. Um, Biff, I just wanted to go here first before I go to Dr. Michael LaCourse, who is the provost. He's a treat. Wait till you hear what he has to say. Um, that will just blow your mind on who the, who Biff hired to uh, be the provost because you just, you. I, I think I'm listening to Kamala Hormala and word salad when I hear him, but um, you, you'll think that you're listening to Kamala. But here is Biff telling you how... He started the agenda, the agenda at uh, Dixie College. Just listen to this. This is uh, two minutes. Here we go. An inclusive, comprehensive polytechnic. And this summer, as I was going through a few files, um, I was reminded I found two newspaper articles that I had completely forgotten about. Uh, The first one, they were op-eds here in the local newspaper called The Spectrum, and it was the editorial board. And the editorial board um, printed one the day after I was announced uh, as the president, and then um, to make sure that I heard what their opinion was, they uh, published another one with the same message on my first day of the job. And so I thought I'd just share with you, um, they were great articles. Uh, They were really quite nice and uh, optimistic. And the first one was the day after. And they said, you know, we really think that Dixie State University needs to find a clear focus, one that will distinguish us outside of the state and the region. And they went on to define what focus they thought. And they thought, you know, it would be really neat if Dixie State at the time would become the preeminent technology university of the state. 
and they talk about the economic uh, impact that would have and how students would flood here and that we would be able to you know really attract a lot of businesses and others I guess we weren't then on the 11th the next one you know they they reiterated on my first day of the job now to be honest I didn't see these until probably a month or two later right when people shared but to me when I saw this this summer it's really uh, gratifying to see that there's um, the community they recognized what this university could be that they put trust into all of us as we created our first strategic plan that plan was created by all of you and our second strategic plan was also created really? by all of you and so it's, uh, it's really gratifying to see that the university that's located in this area is looking out after all those that live here. Oh, are you? Um, you're hated. <laughs> what do you mean you're looking after all those that live here? And weren't those two articles so strategically placed for <laughs> him the day, the day he's hired and the day he starts outlining his vision? Oh, Jordan. Jordan Sharp, uh, VP of Marketing. You did a heck of a job with that. Did you slide that over to the uh, spectrum so that we could get a real clear vision? Because Biff Williams says this is this is really what instigated. He didn't have a plan, I guess, before he arrived. This is what instigated his plan. <laughs> the spectrum did. Oh, my gosh. How did they know what was coming? And he wasn't serving us. This wasn't all of us. No, no, no. This was select staff who had the same ulterior motives that he did when he came they just they were probably a little nervous to let people know but isn't that fascinating that he blames it on the articles well see i was backed up see you as a community spectrum board honey does not does not tell you what's going on in this community trust me they're a usa today a mini usa today an extremely liberal but the problem here is is that he's blaming them for his vision and saying that see you're all on board from day one and you just happen to know what i was planning to do when i was hired it's like a crystal ball they're famous for those yeah oh spectrum board oh opinion board i didn't realize you guys could be bought off so easily my gosh your opinions are given to you they're just given to you so that you can put it out there and say that the community feels this way that was a great piece of marketing really like what do they call that like it's like weaponry warfare mar guerrilla marketing yeah. Guerrilla yeah. marketing. That's what that is to make it look like it was authentic. And oh my gosh, you know, we just striving. Oh, yes, our community hates Dixie. Oh my gosh, get rid of it. Oh, Biff, you're here to do it. No, that is not exactly what happened, is it? So a lie right there. Yeah. I'm, he had yeah. that vision long before he came. And I, I never heard anyone say they were upset with the name Dixie. Uh, no. In fact, um, people got jobs and, and people were doing just fine and we have a really good success rate here and the college was just fine uh before him him and uh his little cohort dr michael lacourse came on board from uh, san diego yeah and then he went to texas and uh and now he's here and this guy is by far uh you're just going to think it's you're just going to think this is crazy um so here's a little snippet of 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 some of maybe like the teachers that are teaching over at, at uh, dixie state here we go you'll notice that it's kind of divided into several different buckets 
And we um, worked as a task force to um, try to reintegrate some of these different buckets uh-huh. and to also um, kind of expand um, some of the what? disciplines that um, participated in each of these different areas. Huh? So um, the first area that we're going to look at is what we called um, foundations. And um, these foundational courses really work um, with students' quantitative literacy, what? these kind of transformational experiences. Most majors, I know, for instance, in the English department has a capstone course that's required of this, its majors. So um, many of your students are already doing this, and many students will do this in their majors. However, we recognize the need for students to have a couple of different pathways, because some students what? are going to be leaving our institution after they receive their associate's degree. Yeah, that's the idea. And then other students will be continuing on to receive their bachelor's degrees. So we do realize that students, some students will need these transformational experiences much earlier than others. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What was that? She had a little voice issue there where it sounded like she couldn't quite put it out there. What what was it? It it was a hesitation. It's a bucket and a transitional experience. I'm sorry, are are they in college? I I don't even know what they're doing over there. Are they in college? Well, that's not fair to ask. (laughs) They have the vocabulary of a seventh grader. That's the issue. It's it's word salad. We're gonna. I just wait till you get to wait till the next one. You're just. I don't even. I don't even have words for what you're about to hear. I don't. I. I can't even describe it to you. What are what What are they doing over at Dixie? This is actually public video. This happened. Uh, uh, this meeting happened a month ago, before school started. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard my pillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. What a fantastic sale. Use the code word Kate. It helps the show. You can get up to 90% off right now. Take advantage of it. Stock up for Christmas. So many deals that Mike is doing, and it also helps expose election fraud. Thanks, you guys. Use the code word Kate. Now, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Sit with 
Kate Daly Show. That's my Dixie, Riley Green. Love it. Welcome back. And, uh, of course, uh, Garage Doors Only, you guys are kicking it out of the park for sure. And uh, go get your Garage Door from Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. Dial the 435, Best of Southern Utah, four years now, and uh, doing a killer job because you're going to get the best deal and you're going to have the best garage door. Um, Also, um, I just wanted to mention ABC Auto. Um, If you're in an accident, make sure that you go to ABC Auto to get your car fixed because it's fantastic. They're they're great. They're great. They're going to do up your car. They're going to fix it up. It's going to look perfect and you're going to love it. And uh, so please go to them and tell them we sent you because uh, they're, they're great. Um, ABC Auto, just think ABC Auto when you're in an accident because you get to choose your provider. They'll even come to your home and do an assessment. Like they're just so they're they're wonderful. They'll work with the insurance company and Beehive Rental. I love you guys because uh, you're doing great work work too. And if you need any heavy equipment or uh, smaller equipment, anything for any size job for any length of time, just go to um, Beehive Rental because they are patriots and they have the great prices. Um, I love these small businesses around here and I think they're doing an amazing job. And so thank you for that. Um, thank you for all that you're doing. So this is um, Dr. Michael LaCourse, who is the provost and. And Biff chose him. A lot of people think that that uh, he tells Biff what to do, but Biff chose him to be the provost, um, uh, Biff and crew, uh, the year after Biff arrived here as president of Dixie State University. So here is uh, him outlining his ideals for you and his value system for you. Are you ready? Oh boy, you're in for one. Here we go. This was the meeting. This is actually this is actually public video. This was a faculty meeting a month before the students arrived, and so here he is outlining um, all of his um, global ideas. Here we go. A few months ago, uh, I I learned that a local leader had had commented probably publicly that our university was engaged in promoting social change. As you can probably guess, that comment was not intended to be a compliment, but rather a criticism of a university. My initial response when I heard that comment was, heck yes. Actually, I used a different H word, but for today, um, I'm going to stick with heck. Heck yes. That is absolutely true. And we are proud to be engaged in advancing social change. They want this. They want this. This is their goal. They're proud of this our evolution to begin transitioning from basic capacity building in academics to becoming a university of influence and impact through institutional leadership, values-based institutional leadership in our community and our region. Our recent strategic planning process produced a new university mission that included a commitment to an open education ecosystem. What? There are 10 fundamental tenets of an open ecosystem that we have discussed on several occasions over the past couple years. But they're all grounded in five basic principles of organizational openness. Collaboration, sharing, transparency, community, and inclusivity. Based on these five principles, for us to achieve openness, we need to be an inclusive community of scholars and professionals that continually share and collaborate through transparent information, processes, and outcomes. We already were. As our region continues to grow in population and complexity, we need to model and promote principles of openness in order to build a community of trust and mutual respect. We already had trust and mutual respect. Here in Southern Utah, I'm sorry, Here in Southern Utah, sustainability is a top of mind right now. Really? Do we have sufficient and sustainable water, 
energy, transportation systems, and other community infrastructure to survive and to thrive. Is that your role as a college? Is Washington County a sustainable community at 300,000 people? Or 400,000? Wait a minute. Is that a role of the college? I'm sorry. Is he mayor? I mean, is he city planner? What? He is actually just giving the outline uh-huh. of the of the uh, indoctrination they're going to be doing at the at the university. Yeah, he's telling. Yeah, it's indoctrination. This is what we're going to indoctrinate the students with this coming yeah. year. Yes, you're in charge of water and utilities. <laughs> you're not just here for college. You thought you were here for a degree? Oh no, 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 no. no you're no. you're in charge of this entire community. And um, by the way, population is used over and over again. Projected growth. Okay, we only gained. 10,000 people, what, over 10 years? Over a decade in St. George. But okay, so here you go with the projections. And what does this have to do with going and getting a a college degree? Is Washington County a sustainable community at 300,000 people? Or 400,000 people? Wow, this guy. Or 500,000 people, which is the prediction for the county population in 500,000 people? And we could only get 10,000 people of, in the city of St. George in a decade. This guy is such a lefty loon bag. Okay, this is Dr. Michael LaCourse over the provost over Dixie State College. Here we go. Public university, we have a pivotal role to play in supporting our local leaders. You do? Organization in addressing these essential questions. Um, why, how, univers- why, why do they? Why, are they? why is the college addressing these essential things for the leaders of the community? Who gave them this role and this right? They gave it to themselves. They gave themselves authority. They invented a new job for themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, Michael did. Good old Mike. Here we go. As a university, we have a critical and advanced, as a university, we have critical and advanced intellectual and physical resources that can be harnessed. Oh, you're smarter than everybody. Okay. I was confused with the word salad. Okay. Oh, you're an, you're an intellectual. So he can share that resource with us because obviously, you know, us in this whole small town, we might not be as adapt, you know, adept. I'm sorry. Got to use the right word for the intellectual word salad guy. Here we go. To help solve complex problems. Well, we can't solve complex problems on our own. Has to be the college. We must assume a leadership role. We must assume a leadership role. You know how they think a lot of themselves. I please, if you're listening, just look up the definition of university. Nowhere in that definition (laughs) does does it it say these are their responsibilities. We have the intellectual property to be able to tell you what to do with your water and sustainability over your next projected population hike. What in the world is going on at Dixie? It's a teaching and research facility with a graduate school, professional schools, and they award master's degrees and doctorates. Uh, That's your only job. I know. That's it. That's it. That's That's all you're supposed to do. What? Dictator. Oh, that's right. The president of the university is also called the dictator. Right, over the whole community, because, of course, they're so smart. Well, yeah, Uh, it's a university. Yeah, here we go. We must assume a leadership role in promoting sustainable practices. Really? And assist local communities in the planning and implementation of those practices. Oh, I didn't. They're going to. My gosh. Wow, I didn't realize. I needed that help, you know. Well, we all do, I guess. I mean, turn to your local college for your help on sustainability practices with population hikes. 
I mean, who yeah. knew, right? I mean, they're all in charge of water anyway, right? Oh, I thought that was a water conservant. Never mind, it's the college. Here we go. Beyond our local and regional community, I believe we have an even greater responsibility. Really? Since we are all More citizens jobs. of the world and have a responsibility for global sustainability. Oh, my Glo- gosh. He's a globalist. Yes. An admitted globalist. Citizen of the world. You're citizen not just here for a degree. World. You're a citizen of the world. So it's really not Utah <laughs> uh, no, tech. No. It's Utah. You, it's it's global it's tech. World global, global tech. tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. In 2015, the United yeah. Nations produced a call to action. Oh, the United Nations. Poverty. Protect the planet and ensure that by the year 2030, all people enjoy peace and prosperity. Oh, are uh, you going to do that, That's a Mike? wonderful idea. Oh. Do you know, yes. I've been listening to that my entire life What's since that? Lyndon Johnson United created Nation the goals. War on Poverty. Yeah. And the, we, the United States alone has spent $17 trillion since Lyndon Johnson to mm-hmm. end poverty. And of course, uh-huh. we failed. Right. But now the UN's going right. to take well. over. And of course, Dixie College. Is it going to be the Dixie yeah. College in the UN that solve poverty for yep. the world yep. and global sustainability? Oh, Mike, oh, doing I'm a heck of a so job. I'm so excited. Wow. All right. The call to action then led the United Nations to adopt and activate 17 sustainable development goals. I'm sure you got them to nailed. Achieved by 2030. Since that time, universities all across the globe really? have refocused and re-energized their teaching use-inspired research and community service in pursuit of achieving one or more of these 17 sustainable development goals. And that lies in there lies in your problem. Isn't that called Agenda 2030? <laughs> yes, and all universities <laughs> oh, yeah. have have adopted the UN goals as the height of what they are there to do. You're not going for a degree. You're, oh, no. no. You're there to be indoctrinated with as UN a, goals. As a citizen of the world. Citizen of the world. You will okay. be. When you graduate from oh Utah Tech, <laughs> you're going to be a citizen of the world. Lucky you. You didn't even know boy, you were getting oh, all boy, this, oh this, this packed education into your education, huh? Right? Oh, my gosh. In their region or in their nation. Wow. I propose, actually ask, Uh that each one of you who are faculty consider how you might frame a class or even a single assignment to address one of these 17 goals. Will you please frame your classes to adopt the UN agenda? Super popular among the universities now, isn't it, Dr. Mike and Biff? Wow. Based on our university values, we must take a more active leadership role in advancing the sustainability of our community, our region, and our world. Oh, you're so, oh gosh, you're so caring and concerned. You don't have a role like that, Mike. This isn't your job. Nobody gave you the authority over this. Nobody was supposed to transform the university into this. It's just another satellite port for the UN. Un. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Here we go. I want to now turn our attention to institutional leadership in advancing social justice. Word salad. We all know that social justice is achieved when society treats individuals fairly and equitably, and that as a public university, we have a responsibility and obligation to advance social justice through education and institutional behavior. You do? For, for all. For all. Except white people. 
Yeah, except you white got, students from, from Dixie. They need mm-hmm. to be punished for historical well, things. I guess we just, I guess Dixie, I never knew Dixie State has such a horrible reputation for yeah. racism, Absolutely. abuse. We just hate anyone that's not like us. Wow. But Dr. Mike's here to save the day. That's good. Reach us in this room. This means creating yeah. teaching and learning environments that support all students equitably without regard to race, ethnicity, oh. gender identity, well. religion, or learning potential. Oh, except I guess, for white people. Well, yeah, except for them. But I guess we were, I guess I didn't realize we were in such a spot of doing that. So they were here to correct it all. Gosh, we're so As lucky. As a university, we need to be more intentional in our approaches to address issues of social justice on our campus. Intentional, and to huh? model best practices for mm-hmm. our community and our oh. region. We, re- we recently witnessed an unfortunate example of how some members of our local community wish to deny the rights and opportunities of another group within our community. Drag show. While we have no legal or moral mm-hmm. authority to tell anyone how they should behave, we do have an opportunity as a university community to reflect on these actions and apply an educational framework to promote a more inclusive and oh, tolerant community. You will, you will support a drag show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just mean people out there. Yeah, all your kids should attend too, says uh, Dr. Mike. Let's talk about the drag show. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin, limited edition is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits on, in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794, when we became a country. Let's celebrate history. Let's celebrate truth and radio. And the show needs it. We need your help. We can't go on. It's a very expensive show. We cannot do this without you. We can't grow without you. And so this is a limited edition. Please get one before they're gone. And let me just tell you, this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, This is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God, we trust united. We stand also on the front. It says the Kate Daly show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts, Because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Nowadays you just can't. 
My Dixie, welcome back. I got Uncle Milty here, especially on a on a Friday, and I'm just so blown away by the provost um, over Dixie College and Biff's agenda and Jordan Sharp's agenda in marketing uh, report. If you see the name Dixie anywhere, even on a file folder, <gasps> we're gonna have a come apart. It's in. It's insane. They're insane. Um, also, um, I just wanted to mention North Star. North Star Financial. Um, I had them on the show Wednesday, and they are they're doing great work over there. And so, call Dave or Jennifer at six five six ten sixty. They do auto and home and life and commercial and retirement and planning, and uh, they'll save you time and money. And they're doing a heck of a job and uh, good patriots. So they they understand what's happening, what's going on, and uh, call Dave or Jen, and uh, or go to Click or Call Insurance. Dot com clickercallinsurance.com um, you have an event we have an event uh, Cedar City Cedar Cities the Citizens Freedom March mm-hmm. October 1st Saturday October 1st mm-hmm. the march will start at 9:30 a.m. it's a march for the first amendment and mm-hmm. second amendment right uh, they it's an you can bring your firearms but they want them f- uh, unloaded and mm-hmm, flagged, mm-hmm. but bring your firearms, march for the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Phil Lyman will be there, Enoch Moore, Steve Christensen, and mm-hmm. Elaine Moore. Uh, and the two red pills will be there. Perfect. Okay. And then, of course, tomorrow night, Saturday night, um, the 24th of September, uh, 6 o'clock, the doors open. Get your seat at Desert Hills High School. Desert. Just think desert around here. Desert. It's hot. <laughs> desert Hills High School. And uh, we're going to have a great election integrity event that the commissioners are very nervous about, apparently, um, because, you know, there's a lot of fraud going on and there's proof of that. Also, um, you know, the drag show, he was talking about the drag show, uh, Michael uh, LaCourse, uh, provost for Dixie State College, and how dare people um, did not like the drag show and the way it was the way the city did it. It was the way that those in city management got away with it. They didn't go through the proper channels. Nobody was alerted. And they're bringing in this drag show. And uh, and so that was the that was the issue more than anything was the way underhanded, sneaky, lying, deceiving way they did it. And they were called on it by Michelle Tan. I'm so proud of her, and uh, they didn't like that so much. Um, but oh, how dare we not have a drag show? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think they didn't go far well, enough though. Really? They should have allowed actual live sex acts too <laughs> during the drag show. You know what? Because you got to be inclusive. Yeah. Well, uh, how for, could you exclude for those him? People? He's got to be inclusive. Exhibitionism right. is a perfectly normal right. uh, part of human sexuality. Sure. Uh, and they're right there to, to embrace it because inclusivity. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, you mean people that before Mike got here um, from good old San Diego and before Biff got here from Kansas, um, you guys were raging uh, Nazis and they had to come save us. So just so you guys know, um, they had to get rid of the name Dixie. Oh, my gosh. What an affront, you know. So here is uh, they don't treat college students like adults. You would never guess that these are adults. 18, 19, 20, 21, all the way up to 30 years old or, or older. You would never know it. Listen to what they have to say about attendance. This is just 45 seconds. 
Uh, and that's important for two reasons. One, if we have students that are not attending class, we know soon and we can intervene. Why? If we don't know students are not attending class, we can't do anything about it. And oftentimes, if we know this, then an advisor can reach out, make contact, figure out what's going Why? on, and help a student back on the right track. So having that information about attendance is incredibly important. We're taking attendance, however that works for you. Uh, and that's important for two reasons. One, if we have students that are not attending class, we know soon and we can intervene. Wow. No, I understand that perfectly. What? It makes perfect sense. What? Well, if you let them not come to class, they won't get indoctrinated. That's Kate. true. I mean, they, I mean, I know they're adults and they can choose yeah. whether to go or not. And and I don't think that twenty years ago we were ever calling them up and going, "Why aren't you here?" No, we because flunked it's, them. It's not high school. <laughs> it's college. You would never guess, would you? And you would never guess. You got to listen to this how he feels about all your fake news, okay? So here he is, uh, Dr. Uh, Mike, um, provost at Dixie State College. He's gonna save you, and, and Dixie State's gonna save you from all that fake news because you're so young and stupid. And even though you're an adult, you just don't know what they know, those intellectual, those intellectual sharks. You ready for this? Okay, here we go. Finally, I wanna address communication and our institutional leadership through external communication. Hmm. We know that nearly all universities pursue three general missions, teaching, research, and service. Recently, a, a recently published article uh, radically proposes that we consider adopting a fourth general mission, communication. I'll quote, external communication should be considered a fundamental responsibility of the university a fourth mission to connect, to engage, and actively participate in the public sphere as a reliable and unbiased source of information. Uh, Mike, I don't go to Dixie State College for reliable news. Thanks, though. I don't know why he called it communication. I've always uh -huh. considered that type of discussion propaganda. Yeah, well... I he, guess it's kind of... They're synonyms, He's right? about to tell you... Um, propaganda's king, and anything else is fake news. Here we go. We now live in a world where truth lies in the last Facebook post or tweet, regardless of the source or the veracity of a statement. We live in a world of ubiquitous fake news and increasing number of deep fakes. How are we, our students, and the community expected to distinguish truth from a lie? And what role does our university have in revealing and communicating evidence-based truths? Oh, you believe your university is over all of this? Well, the, the audacity. They know the truth. Oh, I mean, my gosh, yes, they're going to disseminate truth. Yeah. We don't even have to think anymore. The college is going to do it for us. Don't you worry what Tucker right. Carlson says. <laughs> we'll Jeez. tell you the truth. In contemporary life, there is no longer any need to verify statements. <clears throat> there is no need to provide evidence. There is no need for context. Yeah. Yeah, look at everything you believe in, Mike. Social media all but guarantees that bad information can be spread at nearly the speed of light, leading to a growing acceptance of alternate group-based or unfair. Um, why are you so worried about this? People can figure things out. They're adults. They're individuals. Why are you so worried? This is a huge mission of his. Uh, well, of course it is, because yeah. I, know, I happen to know this for a fact. What's that? There's a lot of truth on social media, too. I know, <laughs> but you know what, though? They're going to be the kings. Dixie State College has now appointed themselves the fake news police. You just didn't know it, but they're here for... Did you hear him? It's for the community, 
and the students. Did you know that Michael LaCourse appointed himself mayor? I did not know this. Oh my gosh, I wonder if the mayor knows this. Well, even the mayor doesn't have that authority. Of course not. (laughs) Here we go. Confirmation bias has now universally replaced critical thinking. Yes, we see it in all the university faculty over at Dixie State College. Thank you very much, Dr. Mike. Yeah, you guys are the specials of this. I mean, you guys know exactly what you're doing and you're all extremely liberal. Wow. Confirmation bias is when we select information sources based solely on the fact that the news or information from that source confirms our existing belief. Exactly. Exactly. You listen to non-scientists, gobbledygook. Um, You you guys are what you're talking about. This is amazing. You know, I just want to say, Uh this is the local hour, and and we're talking about this, but we have a lot of listeners that from all over the world that listen to the local hour, and this is going on in every university, not just this one. This is why people were so upset about Dixie. They knew it wasn't just about Dixie. They knew it was kick Dixie to the curb and adopt all of this crap. That's what this was about. Here we go. There is great danger in relying on confirmation Really? Oh, I'm sure you know, Mike. Most of us witnessed and experienced the impact of an organized campaign of misinformation and disinformation recently. Oh, really? Are you talking about politics, Mike? Yeah. We know all too well the negative consequences and impact that distributing unverified information can Wow. As a university, we need to redouble our efforts to produce and disseminate reliable and verifiable oh. information. Do you have a printing to press? To teach our or? students how to recognize fact from fiction, assumptions, and beliefs. Oh, I bet you're going to do that. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet Dr. Pesta would have a field day with this. What role can we play in our community and region in providing verified facts and promoting critical thinking? First... Each one of us should participate at least occasionally in the public sphere really? as a reliable and evidence-based source of information. So you're not just an instructor, a professor. Now you have to have a pivotal role in the community to disseminate the crap that you're teaching our students. You want to get it to us now. I think you wow. should change his name to Walter. <laughs> <laughs> here, Second, here we, we need to demonstrate leadership through effective personal and institutional communication. Word salad. And I'm not speaking about the form of communication that we use to recruit students, brag about an accomplishment, or announce event. This is a standard form of communication that universities engage in. Oh, yeah. Instead, I am talking about the need for our university to communicate values and ideals. Oh, you want to communicate your values and your ideals onto the students. Absolutely. I just want to get a clear picture. Model practices and behaviors such as civil discourse and the scientific method to reinforce the elements, essential elements of critical thinking as a way to distinguish fact from fiction. I guess nobody gets critical thinking like he does, even though he's completely brainwashed by the UN. It's so it's it's actually kind of amusing to listen. I want to propose the following set of behaviors as a starting point to promote more effective communication on our campus and in our community. Teach students to distinguish fact from fiction, assumption and beliefs. We can do this in our classrooms. Oh, I'm sure you will. Emphasize evidence and critical thinking. Make lying wrong again. Really? Are you going to go after the scientist that told you about climate change? No, that's not on the docket. No, not on the docket. Not on the docket. Oh, yes. Big applause. You got to applause. Yeah. Yeah. You got to applaud because 
wow. established the university as a source of reliable and unbiased information. Yeah, th- that's not what our university, no, 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 no. You don't have a role in the community for this either. And um, I think people going to the university can figure out what they think without you shoving it down their throats. But thanks. Every faculty member should communicate in the public sphere, at least occasionally and demonstrate our social and economic value through trusted information. Oh, I bet. Now more than ever, I believe society needs universities to step forward into the growing vacuum of truth. Really? And supply a much needed fountain of reliable and accurate information upon which to make decisions. This needs to be a renewed purpose for us and and our responsibility. So it's time to, make the, to create the next version of ourselves as a university. We oh. need to transcend from measuring success, uh-huh. our success academically, by the number of degree programs we offer Not just or the about size grades. of our, our enrollment. Although Not just about important. courses. We need to begin measuring our success by how much learning we produce and by what impact and value we add to the community, region, and state. It's time to shed our institutional youth and move into adulthood. And that means exerting a greater leadership role. Um, they, they are adults. They're adults. Well, I, I think what he's really just saying there mm-hmm. is we need to really make a concerted effort to make sure everyone that leaves this university is fully indoctrinated. Fully indoctrinated. <laughs> Got to nail them. Here we go. Does this, does this sound familiar? Do you feel like you're listening to this? When it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work together operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements uh-huh. that we will convene to work together on to galvanize <laughs> Global action. Yeah, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just so appalled by the audacity of these people. I, 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 bef- they used to hide this, and now it is time for them to be just straight up globalists and then say, we're basically in charge of you, your community, everything, and everything is the college's purview. No, nothing they say uh-huh. can actually be defined. Nope. Not a word of it no. can be defined. They can't even. That's why no. they play word song. Yeah, they can't mm-hmm. define what they're talking about. Yes, it's our just shared bad. values. Yes, yeah. what does that uh, mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Um, Who well, shared values? <laughs> Everybody has different values. It means we've absorbed authority. We are going to change this institution into a satellite UN. We're going to teach the students that they are above everybody else intellectually, that they need to tackle their water problems, sustainability problems. Everyone else in your community, you're stupid and you can't do it. The college is here to do it. Biff Williams knew exactly what he was doing when he came here. He was hired here for a mission from John Pike and the rest of that council. And now one of those councils is now mayor. They love him. Okay. They love him. And he hired this joke from San Diego to run things as well. And you just heard from him. They're all about fake news. They are all about um, cramming all of this down the students' throats. They look at them like tiny little kids. They have to make sure they come to class. They have to be in the nanny state. And I think he used the word collective. Oh, a whole lot. Oh, yes. Very, very into the word collective. Most socialists are. Did, did he end by saying, we are unstoppable, another world is possible? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, you should have. It's it's really pathetic what's going on. And so if your kid goes there, just know that, uh, you know, uh, if you have a family member that goes there, what they're going to be up against when they go due to their mission in life. They also bought 103, uh, 183 acres for another satellite over at uh, Desert Color as well. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Uncle Milton. Be right back. 